0: And this is Excuse the Opinion. It's my absolute pleasure to be bringing you this podcast hosted by our media partner, the Denver Independent, bringing independent news to independent people. Obviously, I was not expecting to be bringing you this first episode nearly a year after our show was announced, hit some budgetary concerns right away. But thanks to some help from Zach and everybody at the Denver Independent, I am excited to have figured this thing out for you guys and be bringing you this podcast right before the 2022 season. A little bit about me, Uh, I've always wanted to create a podcast. And so being from Chicago, I wanted to try my hand uh, in the news world. And so I was an intern for One Chicago News. They were right down the street, and I felt like it was a great opportunity to get my foot in the door, so I started off working in the writer's room, mostly getting coffee, but it wasn't long before I was given a promotion to work under Kevin, one of OCN's founders. Uh, I spent most of my days getting him coffee. He was a venti honey oat milk latte with two shots of espresso kind of guy. He had meetings and long nights editing before paper releases or breaking story updates, so Uh, But I really thought uh, I wanted to wait and watch and and learn a thing or two uh, about what it takes to be part of something great in terms of uh, journalism and media. Uh, Quickly learned that One Chicago News uh, preyed on the fears of people to drive up ratings and honestly, there wasn't much journalism to be found uh, anywhere in the company. And so uh, they had a meeting every morning. Honestly to write catchy headlines, and that was the whole point of the meeting. That was it Uh, Eventually my internship was terminated and afterward uh, when I reached out to mr. Kevin he he claimed he didn't even know who I was So to this day OCN claims. I was never a part of their organization However, I hold no animosity their loss, but rest assured I will not be holding back when talking about their fear-mongering and hate-building And now down to the podcast itself. The reason I decided to create a podcast about Epic Fantasy League Football is because, personally, I believe there are such big and interesting personalities in this league, and they do not get talked about nearly enough. we got to talk about them and enjoy Epic for all that it is, crazy owners and all. I grew up a Chicago Bears fan, and they will always hold a dear place in my heart but the last couple of years have made it very easy to report on them and how things are going for that franchise in epic since they never really seem to be fighting for anything come December but we will get into that another time right now let's get into how each franchise is looking going into the 2022 season a quick word that this podcast is being recorded hours before the 2022 draft, so we are not yet aware of how each franchise has set their team up for the coming season. We will be doing a recap and thoughts on that in our next episode. But before we get into how each franchise is shaping up for this year, a quick word from one of our presenting sponsors. Too many breakfast cereals are filled with extra sugars, food, dies, and who knows what else. When you are reaching for a breakfast you can count on, reach for a box of Epic-O's. Epic-O's, filled with all natural things and stuff that will give you the energy to succeed at whatever. Epic-O's. You gotta eat epic to be epic. Let's kick things off right away, starting with the Pensacola Blue Wahoos and Stew. Stu back in the league for the 2022 season after the termination of the loan to Richmond via owner Megan. Questions for Stu right off the gate. You know, stability in the front office after such a short stint earlier on in Epic. Is he prepared to jump right back into things as teams have been progressing for a whole year without him? And fan base questions, is this fan base confused with the move from one city to the next and back, and will he have the support that he needs going into the 2022 season? Obviously, we know Stu to be a wild card in the league, truly, and one of the most interesting and fascinating characters in Epic, and so to say he's incapable or to count him out at this point would be ridiculous and so we look forward to watching this team in action and more importantly looking forward to seeing what they decide to do with this year's draft. Next up we'll be talking about the Seattle Spartans and Mr. Michael. Some argue the biggest disappointment of 2021 but a closer look We see a rough start competing against four of Epic's top five teams in his first six games. Lots of numbers there, I know. Deal with it. Defensive concerns obviously limited the effects of a strong offensive uh, performance week in and week out for Michael, so we know he is a capable offensive mind. Will he make the changes through the draft to upgrade that defense and give him a fighting chance in a league where Defense is everything. Defense wins championships. So at this point, we're looking forward to the third-year Epic League member and what he's going to do after a sophomore slump. Next up, let's have a little bit of chat about the Philadelphia Eagles and Mike. Big names obviously led his team last year, Uh, and Mike is an owner known for keeping his head down. For most of the regular season, obviously things change come playoff time. But big questions looking back at 2021 and then ahead to 2022 is, does Mike see last year as a success? His team barely making the playoffs, obviously an incredible run throughout the playoffs, but exposed in the championship matchup, obviously by an incredible Duluth squad. Do we think that Mike is ready to reload? Or is this season going to be about rebuilding and getting back to a point where he can find some consistency season to season? Only time will tell for Mike. Next, we jump to the other side of the pond and the Jerusalem Lions. Owned and operated by Benjamin. Not so much a sports owner, more of a businessman in the epic world. He rebuilt the worst offense in epic. From the 2019 to the 2020, shut up, the 2020 to the 2021 season. It's my podcast. I can say whatever I want to say. The question here is, is Benjamin secretly a genius in Epic that is underrated by most of the other managers? Does he have a recipe for success that he's been holding on to and that he is ready to lock and load for the 2022 season? We obviously... Are looking forward to seeing what happens with this franchise as it is one of the few franchises located outside of the United States, but we'll get to that with a few of our other franchises. Benjamin is a wild card. That offense was something to be something to be talked about last season, and so we look forward to watching this squad week to week, uh, particularly in rivalry matches. As we do know the Jerusalem Lions to come out hot and heavy when it comes to prime matchups against other members of the Delt Guild. We now jump across a much bigger pond known as the Galaxy, to a beautiful planet named Camino, where we find our next franchise, the newly named Camino Kenobis, owned and operated by Mr. Nicholas Abs. A strong contender each year since his first season in Epic back in 2017. For Nicholas, 2021 was not his year. After clawing and fighting his way back to 500, he dropped three eggs and never fully recovered. He's also known for having a very loyal fan base that has followed him from his early Epic days to today. Will we see cracks in that loyalty with another move? And not just... A move from city to city, but a move from planet to planet. Looking at Camino, it does not have the same built-in sports culture as Earth, but known to be quite a competitive planet, which should bode well for Mr. Nicholas. Bigger questions for Epic in general. Will this be the first of many global relocations? But we round out the first half with one of my personal favorites, The Providence Steamrollers. And Mr. Tom Sankumup. Another strong outing for Providence. Showing that strong leadership can lead to success. Year in and year out. But is it time to get over the hump? Back to back regular season champs. But how much longer is this team's window open? For Tom, it's about reloading. But... At some point, he will need to rebuild, and will he have a championship? Will there be a banner to wave when all is said and done after this incredible run that he has had? That is our hope. We are looking forward to seeing how Tom formulates his team using the draft to buffer areas that he was lacking in 2021, as well as... Adding on leadership, we know that Tom is very good for picking players up in the draft who have years of experience and can provide good leadership to young players on his team. We expect the same going into the 2022 season for Tom. And now a quick word from another one of our sponsors. Family's sick of the same old pizza place down the street. Looking to spice things up a little bit. Then come on down to your fried chicken. We pride ourselves on using only locally raised Colorado chickens. We use a special seasoning to give our fried chicken the zest you deserve on a Wednesday night. Is it healthy? No, it's fried chicken for crying out loud. If you want healthy, buy a salad, you weirdo. Get your jumbo artery clogger bucket for only $4.99, but only through the end of the week. Denver fried chicken, a mountain meal for mountain hunger. We move on next to a smaller market franchise, the Scranton Stranglers, owned by Lauren. Lauren, often known for choosing top talent in the drafts at the expense of depth for her team, has not seen that major success yet in Epic uh, being a regular season championship or the crowning jewel, the Epic playoff championship, but always competes year in and year out. Uh, Scranton being a smaller market team often gets compared to the Buffalo Bills of the NFL uh, for a lot of reasons. Not only being a little bit of a smaller market, uh, but also known for having some of the craziest fans in all of sports. We always look forward to watching Lauren's team's plays, but more importantly, we love those home games in Scranton. That is when That is when real football fanatics come out of the wood and show up for a franchise regardless of the outcome and we love to see that and we're looking forward to what hopes to be some incredible home games for lauren um pending obviously the approval of the commish who uh, i guess gets to make all of those decisions i don't know that's just what i've heard next we go to sally and the new orleans saints sally ended the 2021 season with a strong finish Breaking free from traditions of her franchise, which was often known for giving tough, gritty performances, and instead trading that in for some high-flying offensive action, which was led all season long by a strong receiving core. However, it was some inconsistent outings and some slow RB production that limited the potential of an incredible franchise, which also had a very solid defense, and so we look to Sally going into the 2021 season to build up this team, hopefully expanding that RB field and bringing in some new talent, possibly some... Some unknowns looking towards some rookies to start big for her this season. This should be one of the more interesting teams to watch going into this season. But I feel that now is as good a time as any to talk about the 2021 Epic League champions. And of course, I'm talking about Noah and the Duluth Eskimos. Known as the silent champions of 2021... They kept a low profile all season long until exploding in the playoffs offensively, leading to the most lopsided championship victory in the history of Epic. Often this team's success was attributed to their depth and the versatility at each position uh, that Noah carefully curated uh, leading into the 21, 2021 season, but often... As is the case after a team wins such an incredible championship victory, is this the start of a dynasty for Noah? He's been at the doorstep for a long time in Epic after taking over a dying Epic franchise. Do we believe that this success will not only carry over into the 2022 season, but possibly years ahead? As is always, the draft is one of the biggest indicators of success for the coming years, but... We believe that Noah has found a key to success outside of drafting in new talent and that he is capable of taking what he has and performing and leading his team to victory, and it has truly been impressive to watch uh, throughout his time in Epic. We finally get to the hometown team. Of course, we are talking about the Denver Broncos, owned and operated by one of Epic's finest, Mr. Isaac the team often known for having an incredibly high ceiling and sometimes a rather low floor. Uh, It was a strong start in the 2021 season. However, controversial polls by other franchise owners kept this team very low on the power rankings, even after starting 5-1. However, later on in the season, it really did come down to some QB leadership issues Too much pressure for Kyler late in the season to take a team from good to great. And so looking forward to the 2022 season, we are expecting some big changes in terms of leadership for the Denver Broncos as we assume Isaac will look to bring in some veteran talent with championship experience that can bring this team back to what it used to be back in the mid-2010s. Uh, a championship team, and an often very competitive team. Even in those years, they didn't make it all the way. So that is our prediction for their draft. I look forward to seeing this master at work, an incredible owner who, even in his worst seasons, has, has made incredible strides with this franchise. We finally get to our last two teams. Our two teams from the Windy City. And we will start with Kevin and the Chicago Bears. But at this point, what can be said? Bottom of Epic, the worst offense and defense of the 2021 season. Kevin, our advice, burn it down. Start fresh. We can't see a third bottom season from this franchise. One of Epic's founding franchises. There's... Nothing that can be salvaged from this team. We need to start fresh and use this draft to rebuild. Kevin, a mastermind at the game, is known for never rebuilding. Every year is a reload for Kevin. And so maybe that has been the problem the last couple of seasons for this franchise. We hope to see more from this franchise. And honestly, we hope to see more from Kevin, truly. But we will round out this 2022 Epic League preview with talking about one of Epic's most controversial characters. We are, of course, talking about the Kamish. Dan Paul, owner of the Chicago Seamen. A last place finish the previous season for Dan. Tensions in the city of Chicago are high he has however decided to remain in chicago updating the look and logo of the franchise many believe this is just an attempt to get people to forget the previous season is the commission attempting to rewrite history in his own league how will this sit with other managers is a power shift coming is a power shift needed obviously checks and balances are important and often people see that epic has very few of these it's often it's often at the discretion of the commish and so going into the 2022 season will will these owners band together will changes that are needed take place in this league we don't know some people don't care I do. I care. And so I look forward to breaking the news around Epic as soon as it happens and bringing people the facts because that's what they need. They need the facts so that they can formulate their own opinion and their own thoughts and we can have thoughtful discussion about the goings-on. The goings-on of these 12 fantastic owners the goings-on of these 12 fantastic franchises, and the goings-on of all the chaos that will ensue this season. There's still so much to cover, but it's a long season, so we won't stress out too much. Next time, we will have on a very special guest. I I look forward to bringing you this interview. Um, It's quite the interview, if I do say so myself and hopefully discussing the results of the 2022 Epic League Draft, or as many call it, Nikki and Tom's Christmas. I have been your host, Fat Zac Efron, and you have been listening to Excuse the Opinion.